out between ideas and wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone, today I bring David Joshua into the field for a chat. David and I have been in contact on the meditation app Insight Timer for a while and I've been trying to set up this chat for a few months. I'm happy and grateful that he made the time to meet us in the field and for sharing his interesting story with us. I called David the Awe Cultivator and right at the end of the chat you'll hear why. It all has to do with the word Yugen. You will hear some strange sound occurrences during this recording and I apologize for this in advance. David and I discussed his consulting work and we named the companies whom he is doing work for. We decided after the recording that it might be better not to have them mentioned, so I deleted these names, hence some strange sound phenomena taking place. Don't worry, it's not you going mad or developing some weird ear infliction, it's all me. Please also look out for information on my book, Life Anon, A 12-Step Guide to Life. You can find it by following the link from the right of my homepage, which is www.freddy.org.za. It costs 300 rand without postage. Order from me in my shop at www.freddyshop.co.za. This is David's story. Sit back, relax and enjoy. David Joshua, welcome to meet me in the field. Thank you very much for having me, Freddy. I'm really looking forward to this conversation and the insight we're going to share together. I'm so looking forward to getting to know you because we've We've kind of been in contact on Inside Timer for a long time. And, um, and as I said to you before, I tried to cyberstalk you before <laughs> this conversation. But the only photo I had of you was one where you were looking at a horse and holding a cat. <laughs> so, so to start with, just the fact that it was a cat and a horse in the photo was already, I like this dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Two of, two of, my, my, two of my, fav- my favorite things in the whole world on one photo. So, um, yeah. of course, men, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All three. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You, you, you scored the full triad. So, so I, just had, I, I just had to have you on Meet Me in the Field. Say, Who is That's this brilliant. dude? That's in brilliant. In this conversation, you also mentioned that you were writing a book. So That's right. So also something that, I, that, I, that, that we'll go to, to later on. But okay. there's one thing I want to get to first, and that is that on your, on your, your uh, Inside Timer profile, it says Cape Town, but you're currently yeah. sitting in London. Yes. And you don't have a very South African accent. No. So, so bring, us, bring us into the picture when it comes to, to where are you from and what the hell are you doing where you are now? <laughs> okay, great. Let's start there. So, and it's actually the perfect place to start. That's the beginning. So I grew up on a little island called Jersey in the Channel Islands where you can see the coast of France, but it's British, English, United Kingdom. And mm-hmm. I moved so, back, so you've I been spent eight years from the tax man from a yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that place. It's that place, right? <laughs> I see right so, through you, right from the start. <laughs> and I was the guy who invested that money, right? That was my job. That's <laughs> brilliant. I, I like and, you already. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. I, wor- I worked in London met my wife eight years there and I said let's go back to Jersey it's this magical island where the money is free and you know we'll just have all this leisure time and that's that's how it played out the the issue with that after three years was I think it was actually after two 
my wife said to me, in 12 months, you will have either left this island with me or I would have left this island without you and we'll be divorced. <laughs> so the island wasn't big, wasn't big enough for both of you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, do you know, you, the, the thing is, this island, you, you have a drinking problem, you have a low golf handicap and you have an affair. Like those are the three things that you're just doing constantly yeah. because there's nothing else to do. There's yeah. there's so much security, there's so much money, there's so much comfort that you're like you have to seek meaning in maybe potentially less noble pursuits. So yeah. I was doing very well at Standard Bank, which you know in South Africa, oh, and cool. yeah, and then I asked the CEO uh, and I'd done a good job for them, and I said, "Can I have a secondment to South Africa?" And he said, "In the 20 years we've been doing secondments." We've done hundreds of people who want to go to Jersey and Isle of Man and London, but you're the first person to ever ask to go to South Africa from the other way. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Did yeah, well, you do something so strange? We, go, we have to say no, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. It's just too well, weird for yeah. us. We can't allow them. <laughs> well, actually, you know, and my friends were saying, you're going to die. It's so dangerous. We don't want you to go. And, you know, so a little bit of ignorance on their part. I, I went, I'd, I'd been when, when I was 18 and, and we bought a Volkswagen Beetle and, and, and drove from Johannesburg, Durban, down and round to Cape Town. So, I know. And, and, and that was coming from this small little island where you don't lock your door. I remember walking out of a, an ATM once and my friend and I were counting the money as we walked down the street on Long Street. Oh and security yeah, 18-year-old. <laughs> we were just 18 and this security guard. And it's a lot of money because... We used to get out money for the week and we used to spend money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so moved to South Africa, had this wonderful job at Standard Bank. It was brilliant and spent uh, three years in Hout Bay uh, working, traveling the country. You know, I've been to tiny little places, Utenhaid, Port Shepston, you know, and all the big ones in between. I've Thank really you. got to see the country. And at the same time, I started to, it gave me the space I needed to get away from the people who, I'd spent all my time with, and certain behaviors were normalized. And most behaviors were, um, you know, particularly alcohol and particularly the things that people do that I did after three drinks and then three more drinks and then three more drinks because I don't wow. stop drinking. So that was cool. Uh, it was a process. I went to the Rusta Vipassana uh, for 10 days, oh, yes. which was a beautiful experience. Uh, and then I remember going the second you time. Managed. So sorry to, 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 to interrupt you there. So, you managed to keep quiet and meditate, what, four or five hours a day or more than that? Yeah, it's, it's actually more like 10. And oh so it's 10 hours, of, 10 hours of silent meditation for 10 days, no eye contact, no speaking, no writing, no communication, no phones. Uh, you only eat two meals at, at sort of uh, 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. How did your body feel? You know, it's so, it's, it's, you, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's a roller coaster. So, I had prepared myself by getting into the position of meditating an hour a day beforehand. Uh, what was so interesting, the guy next to me hadn't. And I knew that within about three minutes because he was wearing one of those anoraks that's a sleeping bag and rustles when you move. And <laughs> so for about 10 minutes, I was sat there going, this can be such a cool, deep process. I'm the Buddha. And then about 11 minutes in, I was like, this idiot doesn't know what he's doing and he's rustling his jacket. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, meditation has been a huge part of my journey. Uh, and then I got to the point where um, uh, almost two years ago now, uh, uh, the um, plant medicine um, found me. Uh, my wow. physio started talking to me about, about ayahuasca. And 
I, I, I wanted to go. And the week before I went, you're supposed to be on a diet where you don't eat very much, mm. eat very clean. I was doing doing lines and uh, and, and drinking booze at, at six a.m. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> and then, kind of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. like you more and more. <laughs> yeah, you know, and if there's a place for it, and it's fun, but I realised if 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 this non-material, eternal, immortal, all-knowing intelligence was going to take a look at me and ask where my problem lay, that would be where it was going to lie. So I made a commitment to myself before I went. Uh, that I would, I would give up alcohol for 12 months. And the first thing she said to me when she, we started this, this wonderful communication was she said, if you hadn't done that, this would have gone very differently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and what? No, I think that's, that this is too early to ask that, that question. So you, when we initially made contact, you were in McGregor? Yes. Yes. And, and my cats are still there and I still view myself as living there. I've just spent 10 days in isolation in France, got the ferry over to this little island I live in. My father isn't very well. I haven't seen my family in a long time. So I'm doing this. You know, it's so funny. I've been sat in isolation on a, on a mountain in McGregor, this beautiful, artistic, high vibration town. McGregor's awesome. And, you know, it's very easy to start getting illusions of grandeur and thinking, oh, I'm so, so <laughs> enlightened when you've got ducks and horses walking past you every morning and not really working the because there's... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Nothing on me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, and you Because I'm not generating it, right? And, mm. and then I remember Ram Dass saying, if you think you're enlightened, go and spend three days with your family. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I am now. <laughs> How's it going for you? <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's so hectic. Hey? Just seeing, seeing the suffering um, that, that that certainly my father carries. He 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 just he drinks and he's drunk for for thirty years, and it's it's sucked everything out of him. So I'm actually going to go around a little bit later and, and and see him again. But he's you know he's in a lot of pain. He's on nine different types of meditation oh, medication, but he just can't let go. You know he's clinging on to this existence of suffering, and it's sad to see. You know, and um, and just people, people who are very busy and very wrapped up in in Maya, in the illusion, and 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 but in in the way that I was until I had this blessing, this chance to go to South Africa, extract myself and, and focus on myself in solitude, which yeah. which I understand and I appreciate. Most people don't get the opportunity to do. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Do you also find that once you've been with your family for three days, you've slipped into child mode? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, do you know, I notice, you know, my mum wants to, my mum wants to feed me. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and she wants to feed me and she wants to give me alcohol because she, she eats and she drinks like those are her things. And she eats me. I don't. Uh, and, and the first, like right. More. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and you know, there's this whole idea of surrendering and accepting what comes to you. And so I thought I'm going to try that. So the first night we went out to a French restaurant, there was nothing vegetarian on the menu. They still haven't got the memo. Oh, it's really God. interesting. Yeah. Nothing. So I, I had the meat and stuff and, and then I, and I, I got busy with her because, because I'd been through this process of 18 months, no booze, and now I can feel like I can reintegrate it. Mm. Uh, but the child thing, um, 
you know, it's just been a constant battle to try and keep my vibration and not let it go down. You know, because what I would used to do in that situation would just be like, yeah, let's do all the drinking and all the eating and, do the, and just and just, you know, give myself over to the other person and ignore but actually, the other, all the yeah. issues going on. That's it. That's it. But, but now just being a space, I mean, Ram Dass has had a profound influence on me. Just being the space, just sitting here in the heart, being a space that allows other people to, and then people just talk to you and say stuff, and, you know, but, but it's very tiring and it's very, it's, it's, it's really hard work, hey? Mm. Yeah. Very, very much, much so. I'm going for the first time ever alone on holiday with my mom in two months' time. Okay. Booking, booking the trip yesterday. We, Where are you going? Go, I have to go up for a wedding, um, which is first in Pretoria and then in the old warm baths. Um, and then my husband will fly back home because he needs to work. And I, I, I'm, I'm taking the liberty of a week off. And then my mom and I go driving up to Limpopo to visit the niece of mine. And then um, we're going up to the Kruger National Park for a few days. Oh, beautiful. Um, so I have to be very, very aware of we are both adults. She may be, <laughs> but I'm an adult male. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, she becomes a parent and I become the child. And yeah. it's not going, to, not going to be such a big deal. <laughs> and, yeah. and they say that, you know, for the parent, you're always a seven-year-old. So you're going to have that. But look, I think the structure of the safari twice a day and, you know, what a beautiful place to be. It's it's magic, isn't it? Yeah. But I did a, trans, a, 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 a family constellation a few years ago. And in that family constellation, my mom said to me, you will always be my child. And it is my responsibility to keep you safe. And, and, and that changed the whole way. I, I, I look at my mother and the way I integrate with her, the way I communicate with her. Um, there's so much more softness than there was. So I'm so grateful for Family Constellation to have brought that, that forward for me. That's so lovely. It and it's that click, that change in perspective. You know, I felt she was controlling, but she wasn't. It's my responsibility as a mother to keep you safe. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so that, that, that changed a lot. That, that yeah. changed a lot. So, yeah. so did, you, did you grow up with religion in your life? Grow up with religion? No, 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 no. I remember once I had some friends across the road who used to go to a church on a Sunday and, and, that, and it was a, it was a, and I, I wanted to go and see what this thing was. Must have been 12, 11. And I went and it was a Methodist church. So Methodist churches are very sparse, you know, it's very austere, uh, which, which I now don't understand. I understand even less. And, you know, I was like, this seems not a very fun way to spend a Sunday. So <laughs> <laughs> they did, did quite listening? No. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and again, that's, you know, Alan Watts says, you know, life, life isn't a serious duty. It's a playful joy. And, and, you know, so I'm, I'm all for, uh, you know, Hinduism, which is all about Shiva dancing life into existence and the indigenous traditions of um, particularly Native America, where, you know, gratitude plays a big part. And, and, and it's, it, it's all here. And that's this the heart of touching ra ra rather than the head, which is which is cognition. And that's been a big move for me. And I think it's I think it's I think it's the challenge of our time is to move from the head into the heart. You know, we, we've had 500 years of of living almost exclusively yeah. in Western culture in, in the head. 
And I think the challenge of our time, now we have this wonderful tool, the internet, and we have all these teachings available to us. You know, it, there's this beautiful book. Have you read The Illuminated Mind? No. Okay. I'm going to make a so, note of it immediately. So The Illuminated Mind was a life, it was probably the most life-changing book I'd read because I went to this retreat I told you about, 10 days, all of this good stuff. Well, the, the thing is, as a cognitive Western male, whatever that means, I like I like progress and I like to be told what I'm doing, what benefit it's having. And, you know, which is why most people don't meditate. I always tell people straight away, it's not supposed to be fun. It's horrible when you start doing it. Right. <laughs> this book, it's 10 stages to enlighten illumination. And so the guy just tells you what you're going to be feeling in stage. What, let's, let's say stage six, stage six, what you're going to be feeling, what a bad day looks like and what stage. Then you read ahead and you find out what stage seven looks like. And I immediately just saw where I was stuck. And very quickly, you get to stage 10, which is what the Hindus call jhana, which the Quakers call the inner light. And you turn this thing called intuition on. And I was like, wow, like there's a book out there that does it in 10 stages that anybody can do. You can read it. It tells you where you are, how to get there. Uh, my wife did it. She also got to stage 10, jhana. And as you know, once you're in jhana, you don't lose jhana, you can access this light. So now whenever I meet people and they ask me, you know, and it does happen when people say, you seem like you have peace of mind and I want some. I just mm. say, all I can recommend is you download Insight Timer and you read this book. Bottom line, full stop, nothing more to say. Yeah, 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 it does feel like that. It does, it does kind of feel like that. But, you know, the conversation over, there's just... <laughs> so are you telling me that the, the book that I spent how long how long writing has no worth because you've just given the secret to success? <laughs> Talk about books. So before we get to the books, your email address is is something is, is was is a David at Resonance Global. That's right. What is Resonance Global? Okay. So so okay, so this is this is far question. out. This is okay, right? Yeah, teared up. I'm it down. I love I love this intuitive conversation. <laughs> so I'm going to pick up again where I left off. I just gone to ayahuasca, and I she had said to me, "If you hadn't committed to stop drinking, I can see you're sincere." And by the way, they say this medicine works on the DNA level. I didn't want a drink for the next twelve months. You know, not normally I wouldn't go to a pub if I wasn't drinking. And if I wasn't drinking, I would be thinking about not drinking. Yeah. That makes sense. Right? Yeah, just, just cured me. Just did, didn't want to drink. Wasn't, wasn't an issue. Wasn't a concern. Right. Then the next thing that happened, my cat, Rafi, who's in that photo, she's a magic cat. So, you know, in, in African culture, they call um, cats intagatis, which means wizards, because they have these special powers and the Egyptians worship them. And I've been sitting there studying this cat. And she's, she's like a soul incarnate, right? And she came and sat in my heart oh, and really? just gave me her feminine energy and soul and repaired me and also showed me my life from her eyes because she could see, she would be sat there just watching me do all these stupid things, right? Yeah. And it, it was amazing. It was, it was a revelation she gave me and, and, and gave me this, this energy, this power. Then uh, I... I couldn't find a job. I'd run out of money. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd left my job in October and now it was March. Lockdown was coming. I had a job in Hong Kong. I got a contract. The next week, they said this COVID thing is real. Oh, we were sending the contract. I was out of money for rent. I couldn't get a flight home. There were no jobs at home. It was on a mountain with nowhere to go. At this retreat, a lady had recommended you, you um, Michael Singer, the, the author. Yeah. 
Yeah, Untethered Soul. His second book is called The Surrender Experiment. Ah, nice. Now, The Surrender Experiment is this guy just sits in a field meditating and builds a multi-billion dollar company around him without really ever leaving the field. It's, it's a remarkable story. It's beautifully narrated by him as well, Michael Singer, The Surrender Experiment. So I, I was like... I, note. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, I'm out of options. I'm going to try this thing. And, and, and uh, the teacher that, that I'd been on this retreat with had said, before every, expand, before every expansion, there's a contraction. And I had a lot of things to kind of work through and burn off the Phoenix process. So I sat there and two hours a day meditation. And then I got to this point of jhana, as I've said, and then I got a feeling that I could actually now, as Rumi would say, first you, first you, first you pray, then you meditate, then you converse, right? So you start <laughs> asking and that obviously doesn't work. And then you sit quietly and listen, and then you get this two way communication. The big problem that, 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 that we skip in this whole process is we don't shut up and listen. <laughs> One big step we forget, and I've said this to so many of my clients, so, so you're a devout Christian, you pray a lot, or you, you, you're very committed to this spiritual field, you, you, and you connect a lot, but are you ever quiet to listen? Yeah, yeah, and, and then you have beliefs. About... What do you mean? You're not going to ask a question and walk away with a normal person. Why do you do it with your higher power? <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful way of doing it. Ask the question and sit there and eventually. Exactly. And listen yeah. for Pete's sake. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and that's what I did. And then I got to a point where I felt like I understood, you know, the secret and all of these things that don't make any sense unless you turn this on intuition and it's a two-way communication device. And I asked the universe, I said, the one thing I would love to do is I would love to to uh, uh, lecture and and help and 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 raise consciousness. And the most extraordinary thing happened. A month later, Henley Business School picked up the phone and they said, "You know that course that you've been sitting in McGregor manifesting? We want you to do it." <laughs> they didn't say that. But <laughs> they could have. They might as well. Yeah, they, they made. That's what I heard. And and so that's what I've been doing. And that that started paying some of my rent. And then another phone from Peg, and it was, hi, it's Discovery. Would you like to do some highly paid consulting work that's going to help you exist? And there's no, there's no, as you said, I'm hard to find online, right? I hadn't, I hadn't done any proactive engagement with these guys. The phone went twice. I think the universe actually was a bit like, this is a bit much even by my standards, but there's just no other way we can do it. <laughs> oh yeah. So now... Yeah, and now uh, I, I lecture at Henley, and now just, just ask me, resonance is my effective communications course. So I teach people, they take a problem, um, they end up in a dragon's den presenting their idea back, and I help them on that process. I did it once with this, you know, the, the, one of this great health insurer company. And then the second meeting, I thought they were going to ask me to do it one or two more times because it worked really well. Get this, the, the HR lady said, we want you to we have a, a meaning and purpose problem in our firm. We've tried to solve it with two other people over two other years. They haven't managed. We want you to give our employees meaning and purpose and improve the culture. Whoa. Which was what I, I love Jordan Peterson and, and Ramdas and Alan Watson and that. And so it's that essentially. Good grief. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a vibe. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. It's it's it, it really is, you know, and, 
and that's exactly how it happened. You know, it was it was just remarkable. The phone going, and and I, I've had faith not to be business doing business development because now I just know that these things are just yeah. coming, and I'm being given what what I need, but also what everything needs to flow through me, yeah. which is a wonderful feeling. Whoa, <laughs> that is really quite quite extraordinary, but. Something that, that 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 popped into my head, and this is something I've, I've, that, that I love, is, is trust my intuition on, on, on things like this. During lockdown, I did intuitive course um, with um, um, White, White, William Whitecloud. William Whitecloud. Um, anyway, so your, 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 your world seems to have stayed the same in a way, but it seems to have changed completely but like you with its work you, you you're still now involved in, in in the corporate but you've moved away from the money to the person yeah and and, and 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 how has your mind and your body and your soul and your everything adapted to that change so so i get woken up at one in the morning two in the morning and i go to bed at nine so three sleep cycles four and a half hours it's fine I just wake up and I've just learned. And this is a really good tip for anybody who suffers from insomnia and can't go back to sleep. Get up and just, you just write and just, just follow whatever it is that wants to come out. And you just sit there and I, and, and before I know it, it's half 5 a.m. And, you know, and, and, and I've just got all these reams of, of, of work and, you know, and it just comes through. I go back to bed for an hour or an hour and then I'll nap. So, you know, I kind of wake up three times in a day, sometimes when this stuff is, is flowing through. And, you know, and, and I stopped questioning what was coming through and why. And it turns out a lot of what was coming through last year is the stuff I now need to do this, this meaning oh, wow. and purpose at the Scub. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, it was really, yeah. You know, and, and I was like, through this Brit saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and I can, you know, you know, when we first spoke and I said, listen, for, and it was maybe six months ago. And I said, listen, let's not talk now because I'm in the middle of this book and I'd like to talk to you about it. Yes. Um, so, so please go there. Right. So I thought I was writing a book and it was <laughs> it was it was on because I was writing. Right. And and it was on it was on uh, was it intuition. Uh, so mostly intuition. Right. And I ended up writing 250,000 words. Now, 100,000 words is after that, it starts to get difficult to bind a book. So I wrote a lot and I kind of went to edit it. And, and then and I just realized it wasn't, you know, there's, it, I, I, that's not, it wasn't good. It, it was, it it was fine. It's a scary but, place to be when you realize, oh shit, is this going to work? This, this is actually but, not but, to work. <gasps> But, but then I realized everything I'd done, I just organized my thoughts in a space okay. where now I can go and lecture to people because how do you organize your thoughts? You, you either talk about them and, 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 and they reflect back to you or you write them down. So I went through this process of writing this all down. And now, I've, you know, I've, I had eight weeks to put this course together for, and, and which, but I knew exactly what I wanted to say. I, I knew the subject because I'd already organized it in my okay. in my thoughts. So so and back to the question. Process at all. It was so yeah. So how does it how does it feel? And and the thing is, you know, you you know, Steve Jobs says you connect the dots looking backwards. And and that's exactly now I just I don't question why I'm doing something or how I'm doing it or where I'm doing it. You just do it the best you can. 
And then, as I said, six months, a year later, it's like, ah, yeah, it's wonderful. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank so you. When, when do you start the gig? So, well, you know, I've been, <clears throat> it's the middle of November and they need to get sign off this week. So I've been on, so there's this, there's this, there's this tension between, oh. so I've been sitting on a mountain and I've not really been doing business development uh, at all. And I have this one deal in London, which just came through, but they take months, these corporate deals. So there's this element of like having faith. And, but there's also this element of if this doesn't come through, then I have no money <laughs> and I really need some now. And then this comes through, I find out this week for sure, but I've just been in this, in this uh, negotiation and, 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 and building and framework phase. But again, I'm, I'm kind of every morning I wake up and I check my emails and I'm like, nothing yet. <laughs> Okay, I'm now so confused. It's, so, did I hear you correctly that, that, that there's a possible gig opening as well? Yeah. So, well, that's now confirmed. That got confirmed last week. So, you're being chased by, the, by these A list companies. Yeah. From. Where did they hear about you? Where did they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so one is a bit less weird. That was a friend who saw my business and said, I'll, I'll take some training. So, and he's a really lovely guy. And he, 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 he wanted to help me. So that one is a bit less weird. I, you know, you okay. can explain so, that so one. That but equally, a direct referral, kind of. It would, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a friend saying, I, 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 I want to do this. Just pick up the phone and say one person did your training and... Um, and we, we want to take this further. That's still an yeah. amazing process. It, it, it is. <laughs> and, and you know, do you know what the most amazing thing? So Henley picked up the phone and they said, do this training for us and, and, and all that. And that's how it all started. The very first time I presented at Henley Business School, I got a perfect feedback assessment on every metric from every candidate. Now, at a top 20 global business school, that, that just doesn't happen ever to anyone. The first time I presented, that happened to me. Ever since then, I got nowhere near it. <laughs> and my material has got way better. But the first time, I've now got this testimonial from Henley saying, this guy got a perfect feedback assessment, which never happens. It's amazing. He's amazing. And, and since then, it, I've got nowhere near it. And I, don't, I honestly don't think I ever will again. But the way this, this unfolded, the one, the very first time I got this perfect feedback assessment, which then allowed me to say to people, look, this is genuinely good. Because even if one person had marked it one point down, then it's yeah. not perfect anymore, is it? So <laughs> do you know the story of, of, of the, I think she was Romanian, Romanian gymnast Nadia Comaneci? No. She was the first person to ever got a 10 on any gymnastic apparatus in any competition. Okay. Um, and the, these were also the days when the electronic systems just started working. So okay. when, her score, when her score came up as a perfect 10, it came up as a zero. Because the system wasn't, the system wasn't made to take the one. <laughs> it took people a while to realize, this means there's a 10. Wow, that's so brilliant. There was this extra layer of anticipation. And yeah, great. So great. What, what made me what made me think about Nadia was that I don't know if she ever got another ten again. No, 
that, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I, I highly, that, I think that's a really good point. I think it happens once and, you know, uh, it's, and it, as I said, it was just the most extraordinary thing. My content was way less good. My deck was way less good. I hadn't done it before. And yet there was this moment where the universe was like, you need a 10. So we're going to yeah. give you a 10. That is absolutely, absolutely amazing. It, 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 it is. is so awesome. So something else that, that, that really hit me was you seem to have gained a vast amount of knowledge in, in terms of mind, brain connection, um, meditation, um, spirituality, um, 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 surrender, everything in a very short period of time. I mean, the, the, most of the terms you use, I've never actually even heard of. Not, not, not that I think I should have. Um, but it's just interesting that where did you where did you gain all this knowledge? Okay, thank you. Um, so my, I started when I was I was in Jersey and I was super depressed. And I had a, my wife is the most beautiful human being, beautiful in every sense. Uh, and I had this beautiful apartment overlooking the sea, this wonderful job. And I just remember thinking, I was like, I'm what thirty three years old, and I was like. I don't want to do this for another 40 years, you know, like this, the game is not worth the candle. So that was maybe five years ago. And then I read exercise, sleep, diet, meditation. And I was like, well, I'll give this meditation thing a try. I've got ADHD and I know people say they have it. I don't really agree with even whether it's a thing, but I'm a 90, I'm a 1% extrovert. So if you, when I do the, the test, I come up as the one person in the room out of a hundred who's too much. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> So <laughs> I can't sit still. And I, I just can't sit still, right? So it was really hard for me. And I was like, well, this must be working because it hurts so much. <laughs> and <laughs> it was kind of before meditation got into vogue. So it was, you know, you didn't, I didn't really talk about it. It was a bit weird. And I just managed to find books. And, 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 and as you get on the path and as you start to realize when someone mentions something like with you, you write it like you, you yeah. write it down, you investigate it, and then you're like, this is gripping me, or it's not. Yeah. And um, there's some music. The thing that made the biggest difference, this is brilliant, is a guy called, have you heard of a guy called Akira the Don? No. Spelled Okay. It. I'm going to share a playlist with you. Okay. Oh, this cool. Uh, it's so cool. It's so, uh, it's, uh, I, I call the playlist. <laughs> so it's, it's this guy who, who's gone and mixed um, Jordan Peterson, Alan Watts, uh, Graham Hancock, all of these wonderful thought leaders, set it to music. I can kind of work out doing it, uh, listen to it. Um, I have a friend who does Hauchimon, the cactus, San Pedro ceremonies. She even incorporates, you know, and she's well into her medicine music. She even puts one or two of them in because they're so powerful. Uh, they give such a click. Even David Goggins is on there. So I'd love to share that with you. I and the guy's called Akira the Don. And listening to that on repeat, it's like the greatest hits of Alan Watts, for instance. You're just like, wow. <laughs> better than ever could ever have been <laughs> different yeah on the comeback trail <laughs> yeah yeah different yeah so, so am i hearing you correctly is kind of you are one of those people where an idea hits you you go down that rabbit hole you kind of throw yourself body and soul into it and you you you, you um, socialize yourself into this and, 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 and that's what you've done with all these spiritual practices <clears throat> there's this beautiful poem by Charles Bukowski and 
it's uh, there's a line in it where he, he talks about isolation, isolation being the gift. And, and I know if you're lonely, it's not a gift. Uh, it doesn't feel like a gift. But actually, you know, having the ability to just sit with, and I, I can see it, you know, every day for the last two weeks, I've been out with people and they've wanted to drink with me. I've wanted to drink with them sometimes, but, you know, it just, it's so tiring. I woke up this morning and I was like, mm. I'm just, you know, it's, yeah. it's exhaust. Pe- people are exhausting, you know. I mean, uh, you, you, I, you, so actually for me, this isolation and just, just getting used to being with myself because I had no self-trust. Like after three drinks, I, I, I wouldn't know what I would do. And I could stay up for days and I would just find myself in the most whatever situations. And so no self-trust and, and a lot of self-hate, you know, what, what the Amazon mm-hmm. culture is called Wetico, mm-hmm. this parasite of the mind. And it doesn't exist in indigenous mm-hmm. cultures with initiation rites because they know that you have to, you have to crucify the mind. And it's crucifying cognition so you can move here but it's a very painful process. And, and that's, that's the process that I went through and, and actually, you know, uninstalling the belief systems that we have. And, and again, going out last night with all my family and everyone's got opinions and judgments and beliefs and they're right. And it's important that they're right. Yeah. And just sitting back and just, just, just as Randa says, there's nowhere to stand. It's all relative. And that's Einstein, right? It's, it's true. That, and just watching this all unfold. So for me, uninstalling this incredibly painful process, but the most worthwhile thing I've ever done. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, you reminded me of a book that I've just read, read recently, um, Untamed, Glennon Doyle. Okay. Who? Glennon Doyle, Untamed. Um, oh, you're left-handed as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and one of the things she says, one of the premises of the book is, where, who were you before you were told who to be? Where did you stand before you were told where to stand? So when you now said where you stand, I thought Glennon Glenn and Doyle. And it, it, it's just an amazing book. I actually have three copies here that I bought and I want to give them away to friends. Um, oh, beautiful. That's so lovely. Yeah, that, that, that's what I do these days. If I if I really get something that that I just enjoy, I buy a few of them and give them out to friends. Not even as as birthday gifts. Just when I think about you and I see you, then hey, have, have this. So, that's what books are for. Yeah, to to to, to, to give away. It, it's, it's it's such a beautiful thing. So you meditate on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have a set time every day? Do you set a target for yourself, or what do you do? So, so the advice I give to people who, who and it, it happens more and more, uh, you know, people will come up to me and they will just, and, and also I've helped one friend in particular who's a really, really wonderful guy. He, he, he set up a gym distillery in, in South Africa and now he set up uh, this, this company called Abstinence, which is non-alcoholic, beautiful drinks available in Woolworths. They're amazing. Yeah, made with Fame Boss, brilliant. And oh, wow. I kind of helped him, but he's a local hero of everybody and everybody loves him. They saw a shift in him. And, and, and so they come to him for kind of guidance. And, and again, the guidance I have is, is read the, the mind illuminated um, and, and build a streak, you know? So uh, my streak is now something like 1,100 days and I have a minimum of 10 minutes. Uh, and I normally try and go for 25. Uh, 25 gives me the click. And I'm just, there's no way I'm giving up 1,100 day streak, right? And once you get to about 30 days, you start to make choices based on the streak. So, you know, meditating with a hangover is hell. 
and therefore you kind of have to limit what you drink to be able to face yourself the next day. So, so that's my other, that's my other piece of advice, build a streak. You know, the streak is what keeps you honest and keeps you coming back and, 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 and it gives you the repetitions and stops you moving backwards. Cause as you know, you know, if you, if you have one week where you fall off, you move backwards and it takes you a long way to get there. And then the, the other thing, is nature and, and you mentioned nature and you love nature you're going to the kruger you know i just um the cedarburg has been the greatest gift to me I, I discovered it and then i went back kind of five times in nine months and my wife will just go hike and we'll 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 um we'll take maybe some mushrooms one day and then some san pedro another day uh, as well as just hiking kind of sober but you know we we, we enjoy our plant medicines and, and being in nature and just feeling getting an understanding of the oneness, you know, the the actual that trees are alive, for instance, and, and potentially the mountains and the rivers and all of that. So that's the other gift that South Africa has given to me in a, in a, in a profound way. That's wonderful. That's yeah. awesome. So we unfortunately have to end. I can talk to you for hours and hours and hours. No, these are one more question I want to ask. Okay. You, your inside Dharma talks about the word Yugen? Yes. What's that? Yugen. Ah, oh, so I love I love language. I work with language. I teach people how to communicate better in corporates, business schools. <clears throat> the word, the power of the word. You know, it's a Christian, Judeo-Christian concept, Islamic concept. Also, the Toltec, the precursors to the Amazon, held the impeccability of the word as sacred and Om, obviously in Hinduism. <clears throat> so the word is fascinating and. Yugen is a word we don't have, and Yugen is almost the the sorrow when the beauty and the mystery and the complete profoundness of the oneness hits you, and it's almost kind of this sorrowful. It's, it's I've only seen sorrowful used to describe it once, but I kind of understand what they mean. But it's that profound moment where you realise you're in the mystery and you're looking out of a vista. And so cultivating yugen is something that I try and do, which is cultivating. I mean, awe would be the closest word we have for it, awe, you know, but it's got much more, as with many of these um, uh, Eastern words, it's got a much more profound meaning. So cultivating yugen is really essentially cultivating awe for the great mystery that is life. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I love that. What a beautiful way to end. <laughs> thank you so so very much um it was an absolute pleasure to have you on this was this was the last thing i expected i expected something in finance or um, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know i think it was the resonant no i don't know what it was it, something said me this dude's in finance <laughs> so this is going to be an interesting conversation well it turned out far more interesting than i ever thought it would <laughs> And you were right. I, that that you were right. I was, and now I do this. I was one way. Well, that was beautiful. So with that, I'm thanking you very, very much. I really appreciated that David took some time from his holiday with his family to do this chat with us. I really enjoyed meeting him and hearing about his truly fascinating journey. I wish him all of the best on the exciting projects waiting for him upon his return to South Africa. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za, or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field or Freddy Counselor, 
on Twitter at at Freddy or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.